Well, hello and welcome everybody to the Mad Men recap. As always, I'm your host, Paul, here atop the, well, here high atop the Brooklyn Studios in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we are joined, as always, by the world's best co-host. Yes, it's true. Dr. John in Columbus. How are you, Dr. John? Here I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can tell by that laughter, we are also joined by our special guest. Yes, she's back from the hospital. Kate, how are you, Kate? I'm feeling great. Are you feeling much better? Yeah. Um, now, everyone, uh, to celebrate Kate being back, especially um, John, <clears throat> I hope you're listening, uh, we're going to have her do the three things. Is that okay? No, oh, I'm excited. Let's hear it. Okay, go ahead right ahead. All right. Number one, a near-death experience in a dirty, dark neighborhood leads to steamy, sexy time. It's, 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 it's undeniable. Really? I don't know. All right. Uh, number two. Um, Sally's turning into a private detective, and just like her dad, is nailing Dr. Faye to the wall. Oh, was that a... Ooh. Did you make these up? Maybe. Because that was a little dirty. Well, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> and number three. Crane is down one Afghan, but we are all down one Blankenship. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw this in the episode. I, I assume you, had, you, you have. Um, but my heart is broken, John. Why is that? Um, the one thing that Kate and I had left in life, Blankenship. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> That's all you had left? There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's some kind of enormous comedy backbone that the Blankenship was carrying throughout this series. It weighed her down. It did indeed, and she died. She died at the very top, though, John. Well, she looked she a lot old. like she lived. She looked a lot Surrounded older than 67. What did you say, John? She looked a lot older than 67. Well, let's listen. She was a Hellcat, John. She lived a hard life. <laughs> I, 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 I can safely say no one will miss Blankenship more than myself. Didn't you claim that she was a proclaim her MVP of... Uh, of television? Of yes. <laughs> I reclaimed her MVP of television. I, I, I just found out. I didn't know this. Miss Blankenship is the Karate Kid's mom. Is that right? She looks it. <laughs> Moving on. Dude, that's Mrs. Macchio? Yeah. That's Ralph Macchio's mom? No. No, in the movie. That's, oh. That's the, 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 the actress that plays That would have been even better if that was Ralph Macchio's mother. <laughs> that would have been even better. John, can, can you... Well, what's first of all, everyone, uh, I usually, we usually don't bounce into it that fast, but I was really excited uh, for Kate to do the three things. You did a wonderful job. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Probably the best we've ever done. Yeah, I know. This episode, everyone, it's episode nine, which means there aren't that many left. There aren't that many left, and that's scaring me. Four, right? Four I to believe be exact? four to be exact, according to John, who is our numbers man. <laughs> this one was called The Beautiful Girls, John. And uh, not to be mistaken, we uh, follow our three favorite beautiful girls in their struggles. Which would those be? Uh, that would be Peggy. Mm-hmm. And that would be Joan. And All right. that would be Bank and Chip. <laughs> And somehow Betty got left out. Did Betty? Wait, was it? Wait, did I do that right? It was Blankenship, Peggy? And Dr. Faye. And Dr. Faye. So we start in the office, and we see Don on the phone. Okay. And he's, uh, he's setting up some kind of lunch date. Going to grab some sandwiches. He's heading out. And the next thing we see are the sandwiches. I tell you what, those sandwiches went bad, John. Oh, you think they were sitting out that long? Really but the good. but the lunch went well, <laughs> didn't it? Didn't it, Doctor Fay? No. <laughs> Sorry, that was creepy. Yeah, apparently they get into it with the lamp, 
and it falls oh. to the ground. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, apparently the lamp was a casualty. And, of, a, uh, of a lunch well had. I'll tell you what. Dr. Faye looks like she's had a tumble around the yard in, uh, in this scene. She looks exhausted. Apparently Don is prolific. They almost broke the bed, I think. Eyeliner's still intact, though. Barely. I mean, just beautiful. barely. <laughs> oh, just barely. I'd love to know what she uses. Fair enough. <laughs> and so they, uh, they they find it's time to head back to work. And, uh, and Don's like, look, you know, I'll, you take your time getting ready. I'm going to head out, lock up behind me. And uh, it seemed like a big deal to her that he she would was, let her, you know, stay there herself. She was a little surprised that he would have he have enough faith in Faye to uh, just just let her run, run rampant in his uh, uh, in his apartment. I mean, here's the thing: she could eat both sandwiches, John. But as Don points out, he's taking everything interesting with him. That was a little. You know what, buddy? You know what? Relax, okay? <laughs> Do me a favor and relax. Good be jeez. We then, uh, we then bounce over to the office, John, uh, and we go to my favorite, uh, Roger Sterling. And, yeah, he's having uh, a tough time with his book. He is. No one wants it, John. <laughs> Probably because there's nothing in it to read. Yeah, it'd be uh, terrible. Some rambling. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. If you were Roger, would you remember any stories to tell? They all no, happened when you were drunk. Exactly. They'd all be alcohol-induced and have some kind of uh, weird kind of kismet to it. It's like... Uh, so this one time, I got drunk, and I went to lunch, and when I woke up the next day, my life was amazing. That would, would be, be the like, entire... It's a short book. It would be like 24 chapters of that story. I can do it. <laughs> uh, he calls Joan, and, and Joan is a little icy, John. Yeah, yeah, she's not real warm in this episode, and we find out why. We do. Uh, his, uh, his delightful secretary, Caroline, comes in. To alert him and us that uh, Dr. Greg Harris is not coming back from basic training. Oh, no. He's going right to Nam. I mean, we all saw that coming. Come on. We saw it. We, we, we did see it coming, Kate. Uh, I think, I got to tell you, if I was going to send anybody to Nam, it's, uh, it's Dr. Greg. I'm just saying. I never liked him anyway. No one has. No one's liked him. Especially you. And the guy who says that he has chaw in his upper lip all the time. <laughs> we have one listener that seems to be a little obsessed with that, but I am too, so don't feel weird. But so Roger feels bad. I mean, he, you know, having having been a, a war vet himself, he knows oh. it's it's no good. It's no good news. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Um, we then get, you know, I'm going to have a hard time doing this the whole episode because we 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 go over to uh, Blankenship's desk uh, for how much longer I. I don't know. Um, uh, and Don's coming in. Uh, back from lunch, I imagine. Ready to take a nap. Indeed. That was so funny. Because Pe- Peggy comes at him. Look, we need your signatures on stuff. He's like, I had a long lunch. Come back in an hour. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, that's yeah. why you're the boss, right? That's is right. He, is he not hiding this at all? He doesn't. Yeah, I was doing it at lunch. I need a nap. Well, he, claim, he claimed over. he was swimming. Oh, right, right. That's right. Well, hey, you know what? That's fair, then. Um, we then go over to uh, the uh, the artist room. I don't know. Is is uh, is Peggy and Stan sharing an office now, or what's the looks, deal? Yeah, it looks like it, because we got both of their names on the door. Oh, okay. Good good catch. Oh, and uh, this is where we get into a little uh, uh, lesbian jeering. Um, our, our favorite... Our favorite uh, um, 
can't come up with an adjective, friend of Peggy's is uh, is here and uh, asking if she wants to uh, hang out tonight, right? Right, right. And uh, But also in the room is, uh, what's your affectionate name for Stan? Oh, uh, Jerk Off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have it doesn't have the 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 the, the flow to it that no, uh, Ray Pete did and Douche Crew too does. I think does. you need to work on a little. Uh, Joe Stan. No, <laughs> it takes a lot of it. It's a little straining on the throat. It it, is. It's difficult to say. It, yeah. Anyway, moving on. But uh, but yeah, so jo- Joyce and Peggy set up plans. Well, uh, Stan, I believe the term is Jughead, uh, continues to just be a moron. Does that's what Joyce calls him? Yeah. Is it, uh, were we in an, uh, an an Archie comic? I mean, you know what? I would have said, hey, listen, Stan, you're a real haircut. <laughs> I mean, while we're, while we're throwing around unpleasantries. <laughs> and that, uh, you know, that, that ends that, and we go back out to the... Uh, <laughs> right, no, he, doesn't he make some unsavory uh, lesbian remarks? He does. Yeah. We and, don't want to go... And, we, then, we, and then Joyce um, licks her face. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Did y'all forget about it was, that? It was, it was something to affect where Stan's like, you know, you can't do what I could do. And she's like, well, you can't do what I could do. And then licks Peggy's face. Does that ever happen at work, Kate? Does, does any Not of the ladies lick your face? Of, no. No. It happens to me sometimes. Sometimes Whatever. we smell each other's hair. That's weird. Yeah. We're like, you're like, here, smell this. <laughs> I, I've been told, I remember in junior high, the girls would say, you know, you can't smell your own hair. Oh, I can totally smell my own hair. You can smell your own I'm hair? I'm smelling my own hair right now. I got Paul Giamatti type hair, so I can't <laughs> move my nose to that side of my head. Uh, uh, moving on to the last <laughs> few moments of Blankenship, John, please. So Don emerges from his office, and she says that, you know, the Dr. Faye called, and I goes, thank you, and goes to walk off, and, and she asks, are you going to the bathroom? Oh, that was wonderful. I mean, at least they gave her... Are you going to the toilet? Something oh, like that's that. that's right. <laughs> Oh, they gave her the last few just just killer hilarities, you know. Oh, I'm gonna. I am. I hope somehow. I, and this would turn the show a little bit on its soap opera edge, but she could come back from the dead, or she wasn't really dead. Well, that's right. We could have like her her ghost and Anna ghost haunt Don. We could only hope that maybe Blankenship has a twin sister, who is equally as funny, if not funnier. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then we hop over to I believe uh, what is still a current establishment. Is that not right? PJ Clark's. There are there well there are a few PJ Clark's. There's I well, that I know of. There's one yeah. over on uh, on Third Avenue, and then there's one over and this is a new one, uh, over by Lincoln Center. Uh, but but they're not like they are hu- in in the well, kind of dark and woody like this. Sorta, but not. It's not like the cool like I wouldn't say it's like the cool happening place to. Go get a oh, drink after kid, work. No, it's not cool. It's not that the kids the kids aren't there. No, it's not. Yeah, there's no beatniks talking about the man at PJ Clark's. Like, like I'm sorry, but this this Abe guy is a douche face. I really liked him too. I'm bummed. Uh, do you like him anymore? No, I don't. <laughs> well, anyway, so Abe shows up, man, and uh, Joyce kind of wants to get them together. Well, no, I mean, she. This was a this was a setup from the start. Well, sure, sure. Uh, which, which is, which I, I, you know, I get, I hand it to Joyce. Uh, she takes no for an answer. Uh, I think she's, uh, uh, you know, uh, taken to the fact that she's not going to get, uh, Peggy's business. 
however you want to take that. And uh, her and Abe set up this elaborate plan to have um, them meet and uh, for Joyce to go play darts. Um, or maybe just get in a fight. She's, she's, she's real tough. Uh, sorry. That was a... That was a stereotype. She's a nice lady. She that was a stereotype. I'm sorry. You know. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway. she went to go hate on some men, and uh, <laughs> that was wrong too. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot that I stereotyped right before that. Um, <laughs> this is stupid. So Abe sits down, and they start talking, and it seems like they're hitting it off. No. Oh yeah, no. She was she was interested from the first time when they made out in the broom closet. Mm-hmm. That's, and, how all, uh, that's how all good, the good things start about it. Right, right. And so it, it was. it's looking It's looking good. They're going to chat. Good times. It's and, promising. And so we go from uh, PJ Clark's to Jones PJ's. We see her. Well done, all John. Us snuggly, well done. Yeah, right? And, uh, you are an artist, my friend. <laughs> and, uh, and she answers the door to a couple of Swedish ladies. Indeed. That have brought their massage table and other talents to help relax her. And uh, I mean, find here's the thing. And, yeah, and I don't know if I've just seen enough uh, bad movies or, uh, or, or or bad sketches, but for some reason, whenever uh, the, the Swedish ladies show up at your door uh, in those white suits, it, you always feel like something weird's going to happen. I mean, I'm just glad the camera didn't stick around. God knows what happened behind that door. I'm sure she just got a really nice massage and a mani pedi. That's mean, it. Really? Come That's on, it. Paul. I don't know. Listen. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, it was just something nice. I'm just being. I'm. I'm just. Just. Okay. Provocative. Here we go. I'm being That's provocative. Anyway. Clean, it, clean it up. Here we go. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. We're back to the bar uh, with with Abe, uh, Doucheface, and uh, and Peggy, and this is where things take a turn, John. Like you said, he is he is t- talking about the man. Uh, was it annoying to you? You know, this is one of the few scenes that really felt too long, like ever in Mad Men. It could, this, yeah, it just it, it felt like this really needed to stop about a good minute faster. Um, no one, no one's ever buying the uh, the uh, man speech, <laughs> you know Espe- what I mean? especially from a you know a well off white guy. I, well, we don't know what what uh, what Abe's making. Well, he's talking about the man to somebody who works for the man, and he's kind of trying to work her way up, and you know, it's just kind of like. It's kind of a slap on the face. Like, you, you, you know, you want, like, a girl to... Trying to impress a girl probably shouldn't... Probably shouldn't go about it this way. Maybe. Uh, and, that, and then to make things worse, uh, he completely uh, just trivialized her, her own personal struggles as a successful woman. Right. Which is, you know, which is a really big deal. And is, you know, the whole suffrage thing was, I mean, really happening at this point. Women's Lib, the... Uh, the, the, the feminist movement, if you will, was getting a, a takeoff. And, um, you know, Abe just kind of smirks at this. He does. Not cool. Uh, Peggy uh, is having none of it. And uh, it's, it, it soon turns bad. Um, and she has to storm out, John. And Abe, Abe feels like a giant turd. Well, he should. As he should. Uh, he, he, knows he's, he knows he's messed this one up. And... Uh, he can't seem to, to make up for lost time, and she uh, she leaves before he can make amends. Oh, man. <laughs> we have a cat printer situation. Yeah, if you heard that that noise, uh, uh, our cat just turned on the printer. <laughs> Moving on, oh. though. Uh, so, uh, Abe... Uh, Abe's out. Uh, we're back to Blankenship and... Uh, 
Cooper. And Roger. Uh, oh, and Cooper, right. Uh, he's doing the crossword puzzle. <clears throat> and how did that go? He asks Blankenship what's a three-letter word for a flightless bird. She says, emu. He says, no, no, it starts with an L. And her retort was, the hell it does. <laughs> I, uh, I love these two together. Well, yes, so we, we we wish uh, we would have found a way to uh, to rekindle um, the love that was the Blank and Cooper, <laughs> but sadly, that will never be, John. That train has sailed. Nicely done, thank you. And I, I believe that that may be the uh, the last line of the Blanket Ship. You kidding me? Well, no. She she says something to Don to the effect of, you know, it's hard to keep up with Faye. She breezes in so quickly. Oh, really? I didn't even catch that. What? What is that supposed to mean? Exactly. Hmm. But uh, Joan walks. Joan walks into Rogers and says, "You know, thanks a lot. That was super nice of you. The uh, massage and all." Uh, but that even uh, kind of turns sour with um, her uh, getting the idea that he's going to want something in return, John, and that something is going to be a handshake of a different kind. <clears throat> I don't know what that means. I don't either. All right. uh, we then uh, see uh, that Abe has decided it would be a great idea to make amends by coming into the office, right, and uh, giving Peggy something he wrote. Now, uh, wait a second. When somebody, like when a guy goes to a girl and says, I wrote something for you, like, yeah. wouldn't you think, oh, you know, romantic poetry no. or sonnets? It, it, it's a manifesto. Of, no, yeah. It's a, crazy. It's a crazy jackass manifesto about the man. Uh, thanks, Abe. No one cares. Uh, we did gloss over this. Uh, part of the reason uh, that the whole um, the whole uh, sadness at the bar happened with Peggy getting upset is because he was talking about one of their clients. Um, is uh, an an auto parts store, John? Felt? Yeah, Fillmore. Fillmore Auto Parts. Fil- Fillmore, and saying that in the South uh, they refuse to hire African Americans, which is not cool. I think we can all agree to that. Uh, Peggy says, "I don't think that's true. Uh, no one's really told her this. It it it, it is true." Abe uh, thinks that maybe to win her heart, Kate, which I don't know, I'm, I'm not a lady, uh, he could write this uh, jackass manifesto. Manifesto. And kind of, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, tell the public um, about uh, how Peggy doesn't know what's going on uh, well, with think, the man. I think it's most obnoxious because he insists on waiting around until she's through reading it. Well, and here again... And I'm just like, really... I don't know if any really? of our listeners are writers, but uh, a lot of times, That's and annoying. here again, I'm stereotyping, uh, a lot of uh, writers tend to have just a little bit of an ego. They tend to think they're pretty good at stuff. Ugh. John, you want to get in on that? Well, but in, in that case, so does Peggy. You know, she's oh, a copywriter. Oh, but she's a copywriter, John. Um, yes. And she has, you know, she went through that whole thing with Don about getting credit for what she writes and thinks it's all great. I think you're still, I think you're missing the point. The, uh, Abe is a, is a watered-down, uh, cooler-dressed Kinsey. No. A beardless, uh, yes. A <laughs> beardless Kinsey. He's a beardless jackass. As no opposed pipe. to a, a piped beard, bearded jackass. <laughs> anyway. Um, next thing we know, we're uh, in the conference room with said... Racists, auto part store owners. Three brothers, right? Yes. And we, what, are they brothers? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, we find out this is true. Uh, no one in the, uh, meeting really seems to care very much. Everyone just kind of sees it as being, uh, just a fact of life, John. Well, it doesn't, like, come out in this meeting, the whole 
raises thing. The, the boycott is quickly mentioned. Right. But well, it's just mentioned all. so we know that they know. That right. They know. Uh, I do like how Ken Cosgrove is completely non-helpful. Uh, when has he ever been? I don't know. Apparently the clients like him. Maybe it's because he's so white. <laughs> he does mention that uh, uh, I, th- I think uh, the auto parts guys uh, say so- something to the effect that him and Don aren't so manly. They don't do manly things. It turns out, and I don't know if you know this, John, uh, Don is an award-winning fly fisherman. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's true. If you look at a couple of the scenes from his apartment... There's a fishing pole on the wall. Get out of town. No, no, there's not really. Okay, see? <laughs> That's you using your doctor honesty powers for evil. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we get really into the meeting, Don gets uh, spirited away. Apparently there's some trouble in the lobby. And we go out there and we see that, uh, in fact, little Sally Draper has run away. She's a pistol. Seriously, uh, apparently she somehow found her way to... The train, a bus, a boat, a bike, and a carriage. Uh, and she somehow made her way all the way to Don's office. Well, she, no, no, I think maybe around the carriage. Oh, right. Uh, she got she, intercepted by this old lady? Yes, yes, Miss uh, uh, Vivian Winters. Mind your own business, Winters. Uh, yeah, no kidding. It was, I loved Don's response. I said thank you and I offered you money. Because <laughs> she was just getting on his case. It was another high horse bullshit situation. That ladies with hats like that always get into. <laughs> that hat is a good foot a uh, foot above her head, John. That's and, a big hat. You know, and Don, Don responds as you'd expect, giving the mom a call, saying, like, what's going on? I love, uh, my favorite part is that uh, uh, Betty could give a shit. L- literally. Oh, all right. Well, you try to deal with her for a day. It doesn't seem like Sally's that hard to deal with. Well, you know what makes it easier to deal with a child? No job. Okay. Okay, John. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, it's a. Uh, I you you feel you feel bad. Uh, you feel bad for Sally. This in this episode, you really see how much uh, she hates it at home. I mean, not that you didn't see that in every other episode she's been in since the first. Right. Uh, but man, not it's not fun to be Sally Draper. It's really well, you've not. You got baby Jean. You yeah. got the second Bobby. We got a warlock. Right. So you got the warlock. <laughs> You got uh, a brother that keeps changing shape as if he's a shapeshifter, um, and then you've got Henry Francis, who's actually probably the best of all of them. True. I'll just cling to Henry Francis, and right because Betty is a mess. Oh, every day of the week. Uh, yeah, go ahead. We, we're 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 off the Don. He gets uh, gets gets to keep her because Betty's not going to pick her up. Yeah, and uh, and so now Peggy has I guess read this manifesto, and she's not she's not liking it. Not impressed, John. Because uh, the uh, what 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 do you call him? Doucheface. Doucheface Abe. Yes, yeah. D- uh, Doucheface Abe. He um, he specifically names their office in his little manifesto thing. Like not, you know, not cool. Oh, the, and, uh, and Peggy, right? Like, isn't she named or no? Well, no, no. Just the agency. Just the you know okay. the ad agency of Fillmore, which of course is Sterling Cooper, David Rice, and uh, and and she's like. Dude, this is this is not good. This will lose my job. This will lose business, and uh, you know, really, really gives him the what for and, and storms away. Uh, Peggy not having good luck with dudes, and apparently uh, less luck with the ladies, because as she comes back to her office, she sees an apparently napping Blankenship. I thought she was asleep, John. She looked asleep. 
She did. She did. And Wake unfortunately, up. she Wake uh, up. goes to her desk like a stone. Wake up. Yeah, she does. Uh, she does hit uh, her face, hits the desk like a karate chop from the Karate Kid, Kate. Uh, real hard. And uh, man, my whole world just shattered. I don't know about you, pal, but it was, uh, it was, there was wailing and screaming here in the, uh, in the Brooklyn studios. No, it was, it was very sad, because I think she had grown on a lot of people. I don't know if you had seen the Blankenship Facebook page, it had grown in leaps and bounds. And, uh, Blankenship had way more members than we did. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, she was even starting to follow you on the Twitter. Yeah, if, she w- if she wasn't dead. <laughs> from, from, from beyond. After. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Stop it! But uh, Don again gets called away, and we see as as is the norm. Uh, Joan really takes charge of the situation, as always. Uh, you know, she calls she calls for a man in a blanket, as which is what you would do in this situation. <laughs> now Don is trying to uh, finish off the meeting uh, with the racists, and uh, also try to just pull himself together from his secretary dying, as well as uh, deal with the mental trauma. Of his uh, disturbed daughter finding her way to his office. Let me just tell you, that's called stress, people. Yeah, he's a little, you know, he can't quite, uh, he doesn't hear them the first time through on the the newer jingle. uh, Which apparently they've come up on their own during this little meeting. Because Don did not want to, you know, do both strategies of professionals and every man. And they've managed to blend it. And uh, the guys love it. And Don's like, you know what, whatever. Give me the thing, sign the thing. Here we go. And in the background, all kinds of hilarity with Pete Campbell and the dead blanket ship and the rolling chair. You know what? Um, I think we said last episode that we could all use a little more Campbell in our lives. And uh, here again, not a lot of Pete happening. No. No, but that'll uh, pick up. I mean, that's that's the great thing about this show is that you have such strong characters that can carry a show. We don't have a lot of episodes left, John. Well, this season, I mean, well, I the think baby's we're... got to come soon, right? Oh, that's true. Yes. That's yes. Cool. Oh, man. That's something. I wonder what that's going to be like. So we're going to have another Campbell. Uh, Jace. Uh, so, yeah, eventually uh, they get uh, Harry Crane's Afghan and, uh, and carry Blankenship uh, at least out of eye shot of the meeting when the, um, when the client turns around. That's always important. Uh, you don't want to have dead people around the office. Um, and uh, right after that... Uh, Don is in a bit of a twirl and uh, asks his new girlfriend, his new lady partner, uh, Dr. Faye, if, uh, if she could possibly just take Sally back to if the If she apartment. could babysit. Babysit. Yeah. Because she's a woman and that's what she's good at. But as Don points out, he would have asked his secretary to do it, but she's dead. She's <laughs> dead. And which is which like the most quoted line I've seen all over the Intutron. The past uh, 24 hours. <laughs> People loved it. Now, can you imagine this? Uh... Just to, just to do it. What if he had sent Blankenship home with uh, with Sally and she died on the subway? Just oh, another trauma for Sally Draper. That's that true. I'm glad, I'm glad we spared Sally that. So let's just, you know, let's lay off a little bit. Dr. Faye does the job, doesn't die on the way home, uh, takes uh, little Sally home. It's one of those things, uh, and they don't say it until later in the episode, but, you know, she, it's like, you know, I'm sure uh, Dr. Faye was thinking, oh, man, when am I going to meet, you know, his kids? And then you meet him in this very bizarre situation uh, where you can't really, uh, you know, you're not making a bad impression, but you can't really make a good one. And it's a bit strange. 
Well, to I like say how, the least. I like how Don, you know, kind of lays down the law when he's like, Faye's going to take you home. Sally says, why? And he doesn't explain anything. His answer is, you don't want this to get worse. That's right. And I think that always works with children. I yes. don't know. I'm not a... Uh, well, I'm not threatening a, works. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, that works with everybody. Uh, unless they're not scared of you. So, doesn't work for me. Uh, they're wheeling out. Uh, they're then, they're will, when then wheeling out. I don't know. Wheeling out the blanket ship, and uh, and uh, uh, Coop is uh, visibly uh, visibly shaken. Uh, probably just just because that leaves uh, two people um, his age that are still alive. Um, he may be the Highlander. Uh, there can be only one, John. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, but he is he is disturbed, and Roger uh, is very uh, comforting, as comforting as he can be, in his but Roger that, sort of way. But yes. then we then we see that Roger is quite upset. Well, sure. He, he uh, goes back to his office um, and says that you know he doesn't want to die here. I think it's weird when someone dies in the office. I don't know if you've had that experience yet, John. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Fair enough. That happens. All the time? All the time. Okay. Uh, I have not Thank God. Uh, but uh, Joan uh, pours a drink and sits him down. He does remark that he's almost out in the office twice now. Uh, so he does, uh, he does have that going for him. Uh, I mean, the third time's a charm, if I'm not mistaken. He uh, tries to get Joni to go out to dinner with him because, you know, uh, that awful wife of his is out of town. We haven't seen Jane almost all season. It's been fabulous. I know. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's seen her all season either. <laughs> and he, uh, he, he, you know, he, he uh, tries to get Joan to go to dinner with him by threatening suicide. Uh, that one, that one always works. I believe uh, he was being a little overdramatic, but then again, uh, most people are. Uh, Joan, I believe, finally relents. Uh, we then see them at the uh, uh, diner later, but. Uh, she knows that's only going to lead to bad things. I mean, let's call a spade a spade here, Kate. Uh, you can't help but be attracted to uh, good old Roger Sterling. Mm. Could, could, could you say no? No. No? Uh, that was a quick no, too, folks. <laughs> uh, next thing you know, we're at Don's apartment. There's a knock on the door, and who answers uh, the door for him? But, uh, but Sally. Uh, she's turned into a pistol this season, especially this episode, John. She's got her own voice and a new haircut. She's, uh, she's a child of the 60s. And Don, you know, Don tries to get Faye to stay on. They'd all have a nice little dinner together. Yeah. Faye's like, no, no, I've been with the kid all afternoon. I'm going to go get dinner. This is endlessly awkward and weird. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one blames you for that, Faye. Uh, I, I mean, maybe there was that turkey sandwich was still left on the counter. Who knows? This is all on the same day. This is all one, oh, one long day. Uh, we then get to... Uh, Roger and Joan at the uh, at the diner. Well, but before uh, we get to there, I don't. Uh, I want to go there. Would you wait? Just okay. hold on. All right. All right. So th- I mean, this is kind of a theme that runs throughout the whole episode, as far as the uh, the Don Sally parent child re- uh, relationship. Uh, he just doesn't have any desire or will or or even know how to talk to his kid. You know, like there's no dialogue. There's no you know why'd you do this? What's going on? Uh, how can we, you know, keep this from happening again? How can well, I, I help? I think that was just how people parented back then, right? Just you just don't do it, or you do do it, or well, this is if you do, this is going to beat you for it. I mean, isn't that isn't that kind of how it? I don't with know. the with the beatings? Yeah. yeah. Well, that I mean, is at least that he is doesn't. The, that's the Betty Draper style, Kate. You're right. I mean, we have learned that that uh, that's the way she handles things. Uh, I think Don, like most. Uh, 
divorced uh, fathers or parents, uh, you know, just <coughs> wants to try to be nice. You know, he thinks maybe he can fix this with kindness. Uh, and I, I think he could have, actually, if um, he would have let Sally escape from the evil clutches. <coughs> uh, is that a comment? Mm-hmm. See, Sorry. folks, I wasn't lying. If she had let uh, Sally escape <laughs> from the evil clutches of uh, Betty, Betty Draper, Francis Monroe, uh, it would have been, uh, it may have, may have saved uh, her life. Can I? <coughs> Sorry. Seriously, we're all, we're doing a show. Okay. Uh, can can we go to the diner now, John? Oh yeah, no, I'm dying for some cherry. Well, then you tell me what happened. So we got some cherry cheesecake. And uh, Roger and Joe just have a nice little back and forth. He says how he'd like if like it if she could come to him with things, talk to him about stuff. And she's like, look, Greg doesn't like that kind of thing. And uh, and they talk about how Greg didn't consult her about his decision and how Roger doesn't exactly consult Lady Jane about every choice he makes. And it's just, you know, just a nice little moment. My guess is you couldn't consult Jane. She's probably drunk off her ass somewhere. Am I right? She's drunk off her ass in the Hamptons. Hey, oh, yeah. With with what, by the way? You know what I'm saying, with John? With the pool boy. You got it. You got it. Uh, it. It is a very... It's. I mean, you know, these two uh, were just meant to be together uh, in the show. You know? It's like, I'm going to say it, and I don't care. You can make fun of me. It's a Ross and Rachel situation, folks. It's that tension that just won't come together. And I know a lot of you hate friends, and I don't blame you. You're going to get made fun of. He's oh, that's lobster. fine. That's he's what? He's her lobster. Are you the only one that gets that joke? No, people will get it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, wouldn't she be his lobster though? I mean, if I we're just talking color-wise, because she's got the red hair. Moving on. I don't even. I don't get. We then uh, we're back at the. Uh, it, it's pizza night at the Draper. It, it is pizza night at the Draper house. It, uh, they, they talk about Faye a little bit. This is where uh, uh, little Sally Draper uh, lays down the I know you're doing Faye situation. Uh, and very impressively, I have to say. She is a little private eye, John. Uh, the reason she knows that Don is sleeping with Faye is because Faye knows where the peanut butter's at. Right? If you know what I'm saying. And I think you do. <laughs> she knows where the peanut butter's at. Right. Uh, Don tries to uh, fake it. You know that that's not true, but then he kind of relents and says, well, all right, well, what do you think of her? And uh, Sally says, you know, she likes her all right. Um, and then the pizza shows up. Then we go yeah. from a pizza delivery to a mugging. Uh, Joan even bemoans to Roger right before it happens, like, why are we walking? This is a bad neighborhood. And he's like, oh, it's a nice night. We should walk. And all of a sudden, the mugger comes up, pulls a gun, takes the goods. And uh, they're both left a little frazzled and shaken, which uh, apparently leads to some street sex. All right, John. Was there not a, 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 a less brash way to put that? Was they were there? doing it in the street. Some street doing it. <laughs> some street. <laughs> right, right. That's that's. I guess that's more the vernacular. Thank you. I don't know. You know, here's the thing. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not down with the kids, John. I know they listen to their hip hop music and the whatnot, uh, but. <laughs> I don't know what they call this kind of thing. This kind of uh, fast and easy street sexual intercourse. Uh, the heat of the moment. Indeed. <laughs> With, indeed. Like, I love it how they have the woman going into the house, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Right yeah. behind him. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, he's, he starts to make out with her, uh, which is perfectly okay. 
And then, uh, and then she says, don't stop. And he says, well, in that case, I'll unlatch the dragon. And uh, it lets did he say? Thing. Did he say that? He did say that. That was he actually well, that, that was in the script. He ad libbed nothing, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was it was a bit uh, it was a bit of a careless uh, a careless thing to do. I Kate, don't know. Kate, I don't know. Kate thinks it's perfectly fine. She sees it all the time. <laughs> apparently, just coming back from work. That's just, just coming a, just coming back from work. She Midtown sees can be a it. very scary place. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. We're then back at the Draper household, uh, and Don's putting uh, little Sally to sleep, and uh, Sally starts to beg to stay there. And I mean, let's let's say this at very least that would cramp Ron's uh, Ron. <laughs> oh, I'm too old. Uh, this would cramp Don's style. Uh, his twin brother was Ron, uh, so I mean, Don really has no choice. He can't keep her there. Uh, but I mean, I think we're all rooting for that. We're all hoping that you know, I I would have I would have if I was Sally, I would have done the same thing. Well, and where is Don's maid? Remember, he had a housekeeper like day one here at the apartment. I don't know. And we never seen him. You know, I think cl- she was just you know they were just trying to set the scene. He's cleaned himself up. He can make his own pork chops. You know, no, but I mean? he he would need somebody to take her to school and to pick her up and. Well, yeah, but she anyway. There's none of that. He uh he then but is he he goes out into his uh into his into his table where he does his writing and his reflecting. And uh but he he doesn't able to write anything down, is he? No, he just kind of tosses it in front of him and uh it's just, you know, it's been a rough day. Indeed, a very rough day, and I think he just tosses it and just thinks, "Man, I need a drink, a shower and a sleep." And uh at least gets one of those. He does wake up in the morning to uh, some serious business happening, some rooting around in the kitchen, if you will, John. And it turns out uh, Sally's trying to earn her keep. She's thinking, maybe if I can show Don that I'm worth a little something, uh, I'll be able to stick around. Uh, so she makes some uh, some French toast. She makes some a mean French rum. toast. Soaks it in syrup. You're blowing it. Come Sorry. on. Sorry. Soaks it in syrup and... Uh, when uh, he asked, "What was that?" She's like, "It's Mrs. Butterworth." Shows him the bottle. Uh, she said, "He says that's rum. We got to start reading labels here." <laughs> You're fired. That's what happened. You were almost there, Sally. Stop putting rum on it. But you know what? He said they were pretty good. <laughs> and actually, he he kind of relents. You know, he gives into her request to to have a day. You know, a little father daughter time, and they decide to go to uh, either the zoo or the dinosaur museum, one or the other. Only one, because he's only got half a day, John. Come on. Uh, I hope they went to the zoo, personally. Have you been, Bronx Zoo? Uh, no. They could have went to the Central Park Zoo as well. Yeah, they probably went to that Or one. the Prospect Park Zoo. That would have been a little weird. But yeah. Anyway, uh, we then uh, are shoot to the office where uh, Cooper and Sterling are uh, talking about the Blankenship passing. Poor Coop. He can't. He can't even come up with anything to say, John. He is at, at very most just distraught. Well, that's why they call uh, Joni in. They do. <laughs> they call in uh, Joan, and she knows just what to do. How is that? How she's, does Joan she, always know what to do? She's very level-headed. She's she awesome. she takes charge, and yeah, she's she does she does what makes sense. That's the great thing about Joan. Or not. Uh, sex in the street with Roger in, a, in an alley. That, uh, how did that not make sense? I uh, in so many ways, We've John. We've all been waiting for that to happen. Come on. Wait, do you mean? What do you mean in the show? Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know if in, in life that was one of your bucket list items. No. Sex and Alley with Roger Sterling. <laughs> well. Uh, un- maybe that is. <laughs> Unchecked, I hope. Uh, anyway, Joan comes in. And what, what, what's the great line that, uh, that Coop has here? Oh, he says that, uh, you know, that Ida was born uh, in 1898 in a barn, and she died on the 67th floor of a sky riser, or uh, 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 of a... Uh, uh, skyscraper. Skyscraper. Believe, okay. Uh, that she's an astronaut. She is indeed. She is indeed an astronaut. Um, sorely, sorely missed. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, we're moving on, though, because we have to, John. Things, life, things go on. Life goes on. People... Go on. We do get uh, just a moment with uh, Roger and Joan, and uh, he kind of, kind of apologizes. You know, sorry if that was a little weird. And she's like, "It wasn't a little weird. I think she's been there before, if I'm not mistaken." But John, they're both married, and you can't be doing that, all right? They're not married to each other. Yeah, that's right, and not to each other. Um, we then get. Uh, Oh, this is an awkward scene. A little bit. There's been worse on this show. I don't know. This made me really uncomfortable. Don comes in with us. Oh, you mean the the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, but the, well, Don comes in with Sally, uh, and the uh, the the hot the the super hot uh, lady in the office has now been put on Don's desk part time. Though I mean, I don't think this is going to stay. It would be an unwise move. Um, Sally asks, "What happened to Blankenship? Everyone's favorite." And she says, "Well, Blankenship went away." To never return. Uh, Don says thanks, and just to keep her in the office and keep her occupied until um, uh, her mother gets there. Couldn't even come up with an awful name for her. The Hell Wagon? I don't know. Uh, and then we go into the meeting uh, with the uh, with the Cosgrove and the Peggy and the Stan, and uh, they're kind of making fun of Don a little bit. Oh, that was funny, though. The cause of death for Blankenship, Don Draper? Could be. Could be. What do they go? Oh, they, they, they go over the auto parts thing, and Peggy kind of brings up uh, the to-do. And what, is, what does Don say back? Um, Don says their job is to, like, men, like, fill more auto parts, not fill more auto parts like African Americans. Yes. I mean, it's true. They can't, uh, they can't change everybody, John. They try and, to stay uh, neutral if they can. Or maybe that's the problem. Is they're not trying to change everybody. Because they're, they're trying to come they're up with a, a, a singer for a jingle. They are. And, and Peggy throws out Harry Belafonte, who was a very popular African-American singer. Um, and they kind of all scoff at that because they don't think he would be good for for them. And I think she was just doing that to try to find out she what was, was going on. She was just testing the waters, yeah. 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 Wanting to know what's happening. Uh, we then we then get into a tussle, John. Yeah, things just really uh, hit the they skids sp- for the rest of the show. I believe you could uh, say they spiral in a downward fashion, John. Take take me there. So so Don walks into the office. He hears uh, or towards his office. He hears uh, Megan say that you know she's got to go cover the desk, and uh, Mrs. Draper or whoever is going to be downstairs in five minutes. So he goes to get Sally, and she's you know reading a little Nancy Drew, and is like, "No, I'm not going to go." And uh, and he he goes to then grab her, and she pitches a royal fit. Um, he tries to get uh, Doctor Faye to come and talk, and she is terrified by this idea of trying to talk to Sally. But she tries, and Sally's having none of it. Very pouty. 
tells her to shut up. Yeah, that and, was that was awesome. I mean, yeah. that was just I I mean, she's certainly got some of the Draper gene <laughs> in her. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Plus, you know, I mean, an outsider like this telling her about family business, I can I can see her points. Well, uh, uh, Sally then makes a break for it. Uh, I don't think she's going to get very far, and indeed she doesn't. Uh, she takes a nasty fall um, in the middle of the office, and this. This is not the kind of thing that Don Draper does, John. Uh, it is a to-do. It is a scene. Um, of course, everyone comes out of their office to see why a little girl has face-planted on the floor um, and is now crying. We, uh, we do get uh, a super hot Megan coming over to uh, pick her up and help her out and uh, tell her it'll all be okay. And Sally knows better and tells her back, No, it surely won't, Megan. That was my, sad. My life is a dump truck of crap. Well, all the girls feel bad for poor Sally. Oh, we all know what's going on. I mean, when you just go into the... Uh, I mean, Sally's really one of the pretty beautiful girls. She's really... She's in that... I feel even though she's like, you know, eight or whatever. I feel like she's in that group, you know? All we're, the girls are having the troubles. Oh, she's... Okay, yes. Did you follow? I didn't did know you, you, where you, you were going there for a minute. Finally? But now I'm on that horse <laughs> okay. and we're riding into the sunset with All it. Right. She is one of the beautiful girls in the title of this episode. I agree. I'm going to go. Don't... You can stay here. You can stay right here. We're almost done. Uh, we then we then go out into the lobby where the Ice Princess is waiting. Um, just slowly taking the air out of the room with her cigarette of death. And uh, it is icy cold. Uh, she's not happy to see Sally, and Sally is, of course, none too happy to see her. We get a little bit of a, uh, you know, this is almost like how mad, um, remember the little Glenn was when uh, Sally sold, uh, when, when, when Betty sold her out? Same thing. Don sold Sally out to the queen bitch. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. That's a Bowie song. Anyway, uh, they, they could have played that at the end. That would have been awesome. Uh, no one agrees. We, uh, we then see Don looking, feeling pretty bad. I mean, you know, that's a heartbreaker, man. In, to say the very least. Yeah, that, was a, that was a bummer. And, and uh, you know, as, every, as the room clears out, Joyce comes in to see Peggy. Uh, you can see Megan's broken up. She's, uh, you know, misty-eyed as she tries to uh, greet her. And Don comes back and sees uh, Dr. Faye throwing back some booze. And she's all a mess. Because uh, she's not good with kids and has no kids. And well, he just... shouldn't have put her in that position. That was a really crappy thing for him to do. And I would have been pissed if I would have been her. She is. But like, but, but to the point where like you storm out, you don't just, you know. She, she almost stormed out. I mean, she was, she was almost there. Not really. I... <laughs> Fine, John. <laughs> Fine. Do you... You have to make all the inside, huh? <laughs> you have to. No, no, not at all. But no, uh, but yeah, though she, she's distraught. He tries to comfort. They wind up having a little smooch, and they're going to do dinner this weekend. And uh, all's okay, apparently. I don't know, man. I I think but, Faye uh, could jump ship. I think Faye could easily jump ship. So he could get his heart broken, indeed. So here's the thing. Is there any uh, any any value to the fact that once she walks out of the office that mm-hmm. uh, he turns back to the drink? Is that a concern? You mean his only real love, John? The booze? Uh, I don't think it's a concern. I think he's... I, I'm not going to say he's got it beat, but I think he's got it under control. At least he's not just pouring it on his face after she leaves. You know what I mean? 
Like, if you're really going to fall into a downward spiral, I just would have opened the bottle and started literally pouring it on my face. But that doesn't work. I mean, you don't get the alcohol. No, no, you'll get, you'll get, you'll still get a lot of it. No, it doesn't get go it through faster. your skin. No, no, you, your mouth is open, John. Come on, oh. please help, help, help oh, me. Oh, okay. And some can All go right. in your nose. It'll, it'll, it'll get in you. <laughs> if you can get it in your eye, I hear that's the way to do it. Okay. I'm and so, uh, so Joyce comes back and, and goes to get Peggy for another night out on the town. Drinking by herself in the office, John. Right. And, and Peggy's like, oh, I don't know if I want to go out. Are you going to, you know, throw a, throw a new douche face at me? And, uh, and I, don't, I don't really get this. Did you get the whole soup and Man. the pots and the. I, I missed that. that. Did you get it? Yeah, I was completely was lost. Explain this. Well, okay. So, so man is vegetable soup, right? And the women. The woman is is the pot that holds the vegetable soup. Okay. Keeps it warm. Okay. Makes it awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Wait, who's who's the salt in this scenario? There's no salt. Who's the broth? Okay, all of that's in the soup. The salt, the soup. So you, so Paul, you are the the salt in the broth. Okay, that, that sounds seems, good. That sounds about right. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a salty broth. John, please pick, pick, pick. Blah, blah, blah. Pick up where I left off with the whole vegetable soup thing. I don't think he understands. No, this uh, I'm asking. I don't really we don't get, get this. It. So you don't get it either. I don't remember exactly what, but it, it was very profound when I heard it last night. You seemed to get it last night when you heard it. I did. I don't. I don't get it. We'll have, we're gonna, we're going to have to turn to the listeners for help. Oh, us. Somebody help us out. So there's salt and there's broth. And there's a pot. There's a pot. That's is what it I got on the burner? There's no is salt. It, is it it's on the burner? It's not separate. Well, it's it, just soup. I don't understand. Is it on you're the burner? Is it warm you're yet? Being re- <laughs> what? But all I know is like uh, Joyce wants to be the soup. So does that mean she has a, an operation or a future? I said that doesn't. She doesn't have to be have an operation. She just needs to act a little manlier. She needs to be completely reckless. She needs to drink a little more, and she needs to not have an understanding of feelings, John. Okay, she's on her way. She is. She's feeling soupy. But anyways, after the whole interchange, Peggy's like, you know what? I'm going to turn you down. I don't, okay. I'm not mad. I'm just, no. We'll do, it, we'll do it later. Just and having a down day. And Joyce, uh, Joyce is like, so are you, are you mad or are you like lovesick? She's like, I don't know. And uh, this is this is a, a really great ending. A lot of people commented on how, how great an ending this was. We have uh, Joyce getting on the elevator by herself because she does not qualify as one of the beautiful girls. And then we have uh, the three ladies, Joan, Dr. Faye, and Peggy, all getting on the same elevator to leave the office for the day. And they're all lined up, and they all have uh, wonderfully, wonderfully different expressions on their face. You know, Faye's is, like, definitely more... Uh, hurt. Uh, Joan is, you know, more just kind of angst, and Peggy is more whimsical. And the uh, door closes, and that's the show. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I think the only one who's not really sad uh, is Peggy. Right. Uh, she's more just uh, confused. Confused, yeah, like, what is going on? Uh, and I, I, I think it was insensitive to say that Joyce isn't a beautiful girl, John. She is 100% lovely. She just didn't... We didn't see her strife in the episode. I see. Please. Okay. Please. Yeah. I'm tired of it, man. Of what? You know what I'm saying. All right. Kate is ready to get this over with. John, give me the rest of the show in ten minutes. Ah, no problem. Well, that's... uh, No, that is the rest of the show. Well, I was talking about our show. Yes, that would be the end of... 
Uh, episode nine, beautiful girls. I think I had a great time. I do. I do want to say though that I, I did feel that this episode was a bit more of a filler episode um, than some of the others. You think it was more of a setup? There wasn't anything super profound. Yeah, this one on. wasn't as. It's certainly not as good as the last episode. No, I I like that it still moves forward. You know, you still see change. You know, with with uh, Joan and Roger getting back together, and uh, Peggy becoming more. Uh, Sorry, Sally becoming a little more independent and grown up, trying to do more things. But yeah, it didn't have the same... Uh, the, Panache? The same, uh, yeah, the, uh, I don't know what. Uh, oh, perfect. Good descriptor. Yeah. All right. Can you lead me into the email, John? Can, can you take me through it real quick? Well, I, I need you to open it. I, I will be happy to. <laughs> That's how we open the mailbag here, Kate. Did you forget? This show isn't professional enough for Kate at this point. <laughs> Read them up, John. Come Here on. Here we go. All right. Going through a quick. Uh, our friend Audie from Riverdale, New York, uh, right. writes in. Actually, actually was asking for more Sally Draper. Well, you uh, got it, last, And this was last time, and we got it. Um, and it, even though Pete is being growing on some people, really feels like he's going to turn out to be a douche by season's end. And I think, uh, I think he's turned his business around. And, and even though we haven't seen him at all for a year, never forget... Kinsey could out-douche the entire douche crew, too. He's working on it. <laughs> In an underground lair. Um, the, uh, Angie from Columbus writes in, um, says that uh, from last time, she, she learns that, uh, that, that Joey has mommy issues, and I think Joey's gone, right? We're not going to see him again. We're not going to see he him. He is off right. the show, ladies and gentlemen. That, uh, that Joey still has power and can make people cry. And that uh, Don is stronger for than we give him credit for, and perhaps uh, Betty just needs some perspective. I don't know. I think Betty's just terrible. Betty is a lost soul, right? I mean, and that's that's the whole point. The show has has good and bad in everybody, but I, I haven't seen a lot of the good mostly in Betty. Bad. Mostly yeah, mostly bad. bad. There's a lot of bad. Yeah, she's not <laughs> turning it around. Uh, we got we got a friend from Washington D.C. Our friend Beth, thank you for writing in for the nation's capital. She has to uh, point out, along with several other people, that. I, in fact, sound like John Hamm. You do, John. Honestly, I have a hard time believing you're not. Thank you. Uh, Mary Are you from... John Hamm, by the way? Uh, well, I'm in Columbus, so no. Fair I don't think John Hamm needs to get here. <laughs> we don't know where you're at. We don't know where you're at. You could be anywhere. Uh, Mary from Portland, Oregon, uh, writes in, longtime listener, um, and uh, says that she really likes the show. And uh, that uh, did we did we know this that Creepy Glenn is uh, Matt Weiner's kid? We have mentioned that several times, but thank you. Yes, uh, yes it's yes, always so good to get you. a reminder. Thank you for that. Um, I don't know. Last last I got a couple of these about uh, Don's drinking. People wrote in that the scene in the office, uh, Don was kind of missing out on the social part of drinking, and I didn't I didn't really get that. But Paul from Minnesota writes in, says that that's uh, that was kind of the thing. That's why he he was looking at it that way. If I'm not mistaken, Paul uh, uh, called out in his email that he agrees with me, Paul. He may have said that. Uh, he did say that, John. Please, don't be, don't, don't, don't be not cool about this. Yes, okay, somebody People agree with, with you. me. A person. No. <laughs> I'm on an effing roll, John. One person agrees with no, you. The last episode, no, the last one? episode that you were not on, Kate, several more people agreed with me. I'm sure da- they did. Da- Dan, Dan, was it uh, Sandy and... <laughs> So it's making people up. No, I'm not making, people. making oh, people up. Okay. No, no, no. No. Seriously, Paul, contingency out there in I'm listener sure. land. And trust sure me, we'll all get I, together I'm someday and take over. I'm still waiting for my no. t-shirt in the mail. 
Uh, our friend Brian from Virginia writes in, uh, looking forward to Sally hooking up with Squeaky Fromm and moving out to the Manson Ranch. <laughs> well done. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, Hugh writes in and has a great question, I think. In, uh, in 20 years, who's going to be the next Blankenship? Would that be more Peggy or more Joan? Uh, I think... Uh, more Joan. No, Joan. Joan won't go that way. No? You don't think either of them is on the Blankenship path? I think that lady that cut off the dude's foot in season two. That, that'll, be the, that'll be the next Blankenship. That's, she's, she's the Blankenship. All right. Sorry. Uh, no, no. Our friend uh, Denise from Brewersburg writes in and says that she will miss Miss Blankenship. And that uh, if you ever asked anybody, were you born in a barn? She could have said yes. Fair enough. Good point. Uh, and then she really missed Kate the last couple of weeks, along with everybody else. So welcome back, Kate. Oh, yes. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank I, got, you I heard guys. this from a, a few people, but Aisha from Portland wrote, writes in and says uh, that the, the guest judge appearance by January Jones on Project Runway was just terrible. Oh, I'm I, sure it was. I did not see it. Did either of you see this? Did she call in some help from Bobby Flay? Did, did you? <laughs> Kate. On, no? On the fashion? Yeah. yeah. Well, Did she, she have to step out to make a phone call? No, she was uh, she was drunk and bumped into a bunch of the designers, oh. uh, and then sat back down and called Bobby Flo. Oh, Okay, that, I believe that's okay. how that went. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why she gets to be on there, but whatever. I, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't. I, I think they're struggling. So. We, we, you two have got to separate. And when I say you two, I'm talking to the entire listening audience. Oh, I'm sorry. She's Betty Draper through and through. No. Can we not? I'm sorry about that. We have got to separate characters from real life, people. And I, I think I might be looking at you on this one, Tilton Katz. <laughs> <laughs> um, our friend uh, Yellow Rose from Houston uh, writes in and says, Paul, are we working on the voicemail thing? No, I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> We might we might get that to happen. I'll get to it someday. And, I'm and, sorry, guys. and you may have just mentioned it. Uh, Miss Tilden Katz uh, gave us uh, really a, a start on the three things to begin the show. Yes, thank uh, you. So thank we you stole so much. From you, uh, 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 Mank. <laughs> and uh, last one, uh, Andre writes in and uh, again says that uh, he, he thought uh, the show was great. He loves and everybody does the one-liners that Roger gets in almost every episode. Um, and uh, thinks that uh, Sally Draper, you know, is really... I have to agree, the, the little, the young woman, she does a great job. Like, just from an acting standpoint. She did a pretty good job, yeah. No, I, th- I, th- I think so. Uh, we, got, uh, we, got, we got a bunch more ratings on the iTunes. We're up to, to 46 of the five stars. Thanks so much. Uh, Jeff and Liz and Coop, everybody that uh, wrote in, that was very nice. I thought the tweets went real well during the show. Uh, they did. We uh, we missed a few of you, uh, but I still had a good time. I hope everyone's out there reading. And uh, we got we have a website. It's called oh, MadMenRecap.com. We do have a website. It is MadMenRecap.com. And don't forget, people, you can join us on the Facebooks. That's right. We are skyrocketing to, uh, is it 400, 300, 400, 400 people. We're almost there. Not 11 more to go. If I could join again, I would. If you could join again, you should. And if you haven't joined yet, well, shame on you. <laughs> For shame. What would Blankenship say? Nothing. She's dead. Fair enough. And but, if you, uh, but, if, but please join in. We've got some discussions going that are just fabulous. Uh, we have a lot of great people that participate on a daily basis. John and I participate 
almost constantly. Uh, now, what if somebody just wanted to send us a note? Not necessarily. Like an to, email, just, perhaps? How about an email, yeah. Per se? Well, we can do that. You can do, And you can do that. Well, you just got to go into your, um, your email machine. You open it up. You give it a couple cranks. And you type in on the typing box, staff at madmenrecap.com, folks. That's all you got to do. And that doesn't just go to Dr. John because he's the only one out of the two of us that can write. It goes to me as well. (laughs) And I slowly sound out the words and figure out what you're trying to say. Now, if you want to get in on this Twitter thing, and I know you do because so many other people have, and frankly, you're not feeling cool anymore, that's fine. I understand. I've been there myself. You should just go to Twitter, sign up for an account, and then find us. We're Madman Recap. That's, that's the easy part. The hard part is not laughing yourself to death during the episode <laughs> while you read it. Am I right, John? I think that's got it. I think you have it as well. So everyone, thank you very much. I thank you for listening. If you can hear this right now, I'm talking to you. <laughs> right, John? <laughs> Uh, one last, oh, one last quick thing, and I'm sure you know you you, you may have stopped listening by now. Um, but I'm having a bit of a trouble. I'm having a bit of a trouble problem, as I like to call it, uh, with, with the uh, with exporting the audio. John and I have changed to several different ways of recording, and I do think it's sounding better. I do. A little I agree. Clearer. Yeah, a little more even, if you will. Um, the problem is, is when I export old iPods, they don't like it, John. How old? Well, older than I, older than iPhones, probably. If your iPod is older than iPhones, so what? Three years old. <laughs> Steve Jobs wants you to buy a new one. You might as well, <laughs> right, John? No, it will still work through iTunes. It will work through iTunes, and it works on the website, and it'll work on your iPhone or or any newer iPod. But for some reason, some of the old ones are giving us some guff. So, um, so buy a new one. That's not what we're saying, but it is. Uh, I'm going to try to keep working to figure it out, but it's Steve Jobs' fault. I can't get GarageBand to work properly. It crashes on me. So um, so hold tight with me. Uh, as we said, there's a couple other ways you can listen to it besides buying a new iPod. Um, I'd send you one if I could. Honestly, I would, but I can't. John? Yeah. That's it. Good show. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later, pal. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.